Welcome to Ethereal Underground, Episode 5. I'm your host, TNT. In this episode, it's just me. I have many special guests lined up for months to come. But from time to time, I'd like to have an episode where I speak. Just me. I have a lot of thoughts, discoveries, inventions, concerns that I'd like to share. Episode 5 is one such episode. There's so much that's not shared with the general public. I believe that this has probably always been the case throughout mankind's history. It seems that knowledge is power. You've heard that expression before. Oftentimes, those that have knowledge keep it to themselves or a society, fraternity, sorority that they belong to as a composite group, they have knowledge which they do not share to the general public. That could be of dangerous concern, especially if the knowledge is withheld from the general public because those that have such knowledge have an advantage, a considerable, measurable advantage over the rest of society. And that seems to be the case over and over and over again. It's hard to prove, but I would say a close estimate would be 90% of knowledge that's been obtained since man beginning, its humble beginnings, has been hidden from the general public. Here's an example. Today, only about 5% of the internet is accessible and used by the general public. 5%. 95% of the internet is the dark web. The general public is unaware that such a large internet exists or even how to access it. It's funny how that works, isn't it? I think a big question that most of us have, or at least we should have, and it doesn't matter what time period the individual existed, in our case, we're in the present, but in the past, a very soul-searching deep question has always been, what is the purpose of life? Yes, I know that's a big question. Maybe it's the $64,000 question. But what is the purpose of our existence? Why are we here? Many think it's to 
what I've referred to over and over again in interviews, podcasts, videos, many of which unfortunately have been deleted with the cancel culture or editing free speech is the term chasing plastic and leather. Is our purpose for being here about the physical world, the world that we can touch, see, taste, hear, or smell? I always think about worldly standards, not necessarily my standards, but worldly standards of what is the definition of success? What does success mean? I think at a superficial level or a general category, if you were to ask individuals success, they would define it in a physical plastic and leather definition. Well, if that's the case, does acquiring or being successful in a physical sense mean that you're happy? Is it a sign of wisdom or purpose in life? Well, if you look at a few individuals, not to pick on anyone by any means, and none of us would really know the full story unless we were in that individual's shoes. That makes sense, doesn't it? But if someone's in the public light, I'd say it's fair to look at their life, if they've had success to what degree, and how they're viewed in history. So again, not to pick on any individual, I'm just randomly selecting Elvis Presley. By worldly standards, was Elvis Presley successful in his time period? Well, most people would say yes. Rags to riches story, talented, controversial, of, of his day, but he reached popularity. He had more than 15 minutes of fame. He even had a U.S. stamp in his dedication. But was he truly happy? If you look at his life, there's documentaries some family members still alive today, was he really happy? Well, he died early. Was he in the best of health? No. Did he have addictions uh, to prescription drugs? Yes. So we see many cases in the celebrity world or entertainment world, sports, executive CEOs, where money and fame doesn't seem to bring complete happiness or long-lasting happiness. In fact, many times who achieve 
such success, you can't see my hands, but that's in air quotes, by worldly standards, they seem to die early. John Belushi, Robin Williams, how many musicians, band members, Ninety-nine percent of life or consciousness is unseen. That's correct. What we see in our physical universe, in our dimension, with our senses of sight or hear, that's one percent or less of what really exists. 99% of what exists, we cannot see. It's beyond our dimension, beyond our physical senses. That leads into not the physical, but the spiritual side of life. Spiritual is not meant in a sense of religion but spiritual in the sense of the unseen thoughts and beliefs, consciousness. Do thoughts exist? Well, I hope so. You and I should have them every minute of the day. Beliefs? Beliefs are a part, they're an integral part of reality. Consciousness. Well, if you are conscious, then you're alive, you're breathing, you have thoughts and beliefs. Thoughts, beliefs, and consciousness cannot be seen. They're part of that 99% unseen that I just mentioned. So this is really heavy stuff. This is a heavy topic. Life. Why are we here? How did we get here? And what is the purpose of our existence? What is the purpose of having consciousness, the ability to create thoughts and have a belief? Well, in field theory, which I am a proponent of, traditionally raised in atomic theory, and any participation of academia on this planet, it's going to be based on atomic theory. That's what all the colleges and universities teach. But field theory is also a belief system. It's a way of thinking that's different than atomic theory. In field theory, Thoughts are extremely important. It's thoughts that create reality. It's our thoughts that interact with an etheric field. And between the two, reality is created. So if we have the ability to generate thoughts, we have the ability to create reality. If one can create reality, then a 
limited definition would be a conscious entity creating reality would be a god, little g-o-d. Not the big capital G, capital O, capital D, but little g-o-d. The etheric field is an energized, very sophisticated, holographic medium that has always existed and is owned and operated itself by a conscious intelligence that's way older than we are, that's for sure. When we generate thoughts and thoughts must by all laws of physics in all dimensions, thoughts must interact with the etheric field, then there is a reaction, a response that's unavoidable. That response sparks and creates a reality in the holographic universe. If we have the ability to create reality, so in a very loose definition, we are godlike, little g-o-d. Wouldn't that come with responsibility? If we are a conscious entity that is a thought generator and thoughts interact with the etheric field and influence or create reality, of course there'd be responsibility tied to that honor or privilege of being a thought generator. Here's why that concept is so important. The main engine or dynamic energy that's always existed, that's responsible for all or any life at any dimensional level, that would have titles such as Source, Divine, or maybe God, capital G, capital O, capital D. But whatever that is, of course I have my thoughts and beliefs, my concepts, especially as a research scientist, most of which I keep very quiet and the other scientists that we work with. We don't go public with this. Probably shouldn't. Just like each and every one of you have private thoughts and discoveries that you keep to yourself. But this dynamic energy that energizes the etheric field, it has, which we see in the lab, over and over and over again, and experimentation and data that's been collected, it has an improved frequency vibration that optimizes holographic existence of reality. This frequency vibration, again, remember thoughts are frequencies, this frequency vibration is based on a love slash 
no harm premise. So this source or this dynamic energy, sometimes jokingly in the lab we call it the boss, B-O-S-S, the one that owns, operates, and regulates all life, has a frequency vibration based on love and no harm. That's extremely logical and it's also mathematical. That would make sense for any life to exist, for there to be any longevity of any conscious reality. What supports or the baseline of such existence of life or reality, that conscious energy must be consistent and based on no harm. If it is based on no harm, then other conscious life entities can exist. If you have a platform of harm, then harm eventually infringes limits or would destroy any and all life given time. So the fact that life exists in such abundance, in such variety, at so many different levels, so many different dimensions, the baseline fundamental platform that allows all life to exist must be a platform that causes no harm. Love, if you define love way beyond human language, love has to be connected to no harm. If you truly love something, would you harm it? Of course not. If you have love for a very beautiful painting that you've acquired or has been part of your family for generations, love of that painting, would you harm it, destroy the painting? No. Love of a classic car or motorcycle, would you harm it? No. Love of your children, pet? Home of your dreams, would you just, of course not. So true love causes no harm. So here's another $64,000 question. What is going on with the human race and the planet Earth? Because fundamentally, society, humans, are not operating on love slash no harm frequency oscillation. At least not the institutions, the powers to be. Individually, we know individuals who are very loving and cause no harm. Perhaps that's us. But as a planet, as a human race, for 7,000 plus years of recorded history, have we exhibited in this sector of the galaxy, in this solar system, this third planet from the sun, Mercury, Venus, Earth, are we exhibiting a love no harm frequency oscillation? 
No. Why not? What is causing humanity, our species, to be so violent with injustice, with hatred, anger, violence, prejudice? Where is that frequency, oscillation? Where is it based? Who or what is promoting and driving that? It's not coming from source. Not the dynamic energy. We study this in the lab. What really supports life for emphasis, I already mentioned it, the frequency oscillation of all dimensions is love and no harm. There is something that is contrary to that that dominates this planet and our species. And it's not coming from source. What is it? How long has it been here? What's the end game? Let me give you a little field theory, scientific background. A lot of you might know this. The Earth and carbon-based cells, so that would be human, plant, and animal, operate at a baseline of an extremely low frequency, ELF. The baseline frequency is sometimes referred to as the Schumann resonance. This resonance is 7.83 hertz. It's an alpha-theta brainwave frequency. It's a sleep-like or a sleepy state. And that's where cells heal, replicate, function at a state of ease, and function at optimal energy-efficient levels. To use an automobile term, it's the Schumann resonance, the 7.83, if it were an automobile, where the automobile gets the best gas mileage, the conditions of getting the most miles per gallon. 7.83 hertz. That's nature. That's a frequency of love and no harm. In music, 
For thousands of years, music was at 432 hertz. Now that's much higher than 7.83, but 432 hertz is an oscillation that can also heal or put cells at ease, whether it's human, plant, or animal. You know what's interesting about 432 hertz and 7.83 hertz? If you add them up to a single primary digit, 432 hertz, 4 plus 3 plus 2 equals 9, and 7.83 hertz, 7 plus 8 plus 3 equals 9. They both total 9. 369 is part of the sacred geometry. Tesla mentioned, which was accurate, and others have, if you know the secrets of 369, that unlocks how the universe works. Many have unlocked that. We certainly have with field theory and the discoveries we have with water. And what 369 represents as far as data transfer from counter space and our reality. This world and humanity has been hijacked by what I call system engineers. These system engineers are comprised of human and non-human consciousness. So as a composite group, the system engineers operate at an energy frequency that's diametrically opposed to the dynamic energy frequency that sustains the etheric field. So to use an analogy, it'd be like oil and water. Opposites that do not mix. The system engineers want each and every one of us to operate, to emit, function as electromagnetic frequency emitters. They want us to oscillate at a frequency to where we are disconnected from nature, from source or divine. They want us to operate at a non-human residence. Why is that? Well, if you're listening 
to this podcast, I know you know the answer. Right off the bat, two reasons why the system engineers want us to exhibit such frequency is if we do, at a cellular level, we will not be at ease. Our cells will be stressed or at dis-ease, which is the Latin root for disease. So the system engineers want us in a state of disease. So a state of anxiety and cellularly not at peace. They want us stressed, distressed, diseased. And in that state, it's easier for the system engineers to dominate, control, be mastery of. Well, that's some bad karma. Because these system engineers are not based on the premise of love, no harm. And the system engineers are not the sustainer of life from all dimensions. So right off the bat, they've put themselves in opposition to this divine. This consciousness that's always existed, that owns, operates, and maintains the etheric field. That is a position I would not want to be in. An opposition of source. See, the system engineers, they promote fear, anger, Anxiety, greed, jealousy, revenge. These frequency oscillations are damaging to the human experience. They create realities that aren't based on love and no harm. They're creating an artificial reality And it's not a reality that's sanctioned by the dynamic energy source of nature. This frequency oscillation that is not natural causes stresses not only to each and every one of us, the human race, the overtones of those Frequency oscillations affect plants and animals. Earth itself. So the earth is in a stressed state. We're at a point now where the entire planet, the ecosystem, everything connected to this planet, Its very existence and its consciousness is red alert. It is beyond the breaking point. It is breaking apart and disintegrating. 
at a rapid rate. So here's the question. Do you think that whatever is responsible, this endless energy source that owns, operates, and maintains the etheric field, do you think that this conscious energy will allow life itself, and in our case, this dimension, the third, borderline fourth dimension, to be destroyed by these system engineers? Do you think it, not being disrespectful, but do you think it would allow the system engineers to destroy life in this dimension? I don't think so. It wouldn't harmonize with mathematics calculations that have been performed. It doesn't harmonize with the base line of love and no harm. Let's take two emotions. And what are emotions? Emotions are thoughts, feelings are thoughts. What do you think is more powerful, love or hate? Sure, we all have the same answer. Love has longevity. Hate is limited. Hate is not sustainable. Hate cannot last thousands upon thousands of years. Hate would, like a cancer or a parasite, consume itself to nothingness. Love, on the other hand, is a frequency oscillation, it's a thought, it's an emotion that would build or grow. So one would shrink, self-consume itself, self-annihilate itself. The other, love, would grow and multiply. So one sustainable, has longevity. The other reaches a dead end or self-destruction. So the system engineers, which are based on hate and have influenced to a large degree humanity in this planet Earth, they don't have sustainability. They don't have longevity. So love, the non-harm premise, this dynamic energy, always wins. It's always victorious. It's always sustainable. That's why it's never had a beginning, never has an end. It's always existed. The key for each and every one of us is since we have the power to have thought and belief, which means we create reality, we become little GODs, little gods, we have the ability to determine our own destiny, to exhibit free will. So we can resist or not buy into these system engineers, the human and non-human element.
So the ultimate power relies on us individually. So someone can say, well, wait a minute. What if, what if there's instruments of punishment or weaponry where aspects of the system engineers, whoever has hijacked humanity and, and tries to influence and control this frequency oscillation that's in contrast to how nature works, they could end your life. Well, that's if you're dealing with the physical. But again, is there more to life than physical? Yes. 99% of all life is unseen. It's spiritual. It's not physical. So if they temporarily influence the 1%, the physical, they can't touch the 99%. What's more important, 99% or 1%? If you have a dollar and you have 99 cents, another person has one cent, which has the greater volume? Which one has the greater purchasing potential? I know what you're saying today, that would even buy a stick of gum, but let's roll the clock back to uh, 1940, a U.S. dollar in 1940. So if you had 99 cents versus one cent, well, 99 cents, you could get several items in 1940. So obviously, it's the 99% that is the most important, the most viable over the 1%. So the system engineers cannot touch that 99%. We're in control of 100% the physical, and the spiritual. If the physical is damaged without our consent, the system engineers have violated a universal law. And karma is a real thing. The 99%, only we, can control that. We can expand upon it or kill it. Only us as individuals. Critical times are here. Do I need to tell you that? No. You feel it. Who doesn't? If you're listening right now, do you have any stresses or anxiety? Any family issues? Health issues? Economic issues? Social issues? Of course. We're in bizarre, extremely bizarre times. Hardly anything makes sense if you look at it from a physical standpoint or the surface level. In fact, at times, you might even think, I know I do, 
you might even think, am I the only sane person left on this planet? Am I the only one that still understands 2 plus 2 equals 4? And grass, for the most part, has a color frequency hue that we call green. And the sky, for the most part, used to be blue. Am I the last person on Earth that still understands 2 plus 2 equals 4? Grass is green, the sky is blue. You might think that, and that's unfortunately probably pretty accurate. It's going to get so bizarre that the last sane human being on this planet will begin to question their own sanity. Maybe that's why Tesla and some of the great minds towards the end of their life were made fun of or witness that they're on a park bench talking to pigeons. I'm probably at that point myself in my life where I'm just going to get bread and cracker and start talking to pigeons because maybe pigeons are more sane than human society. But several things are going to happen. They've already started, but will accelerate rapidly. And I'll end this episode with a few things to consider. And later on, if I'm still around, I can address them. Anything not based on truth collapses. Ponzi scheme, we've heard that before. You can look it up on a search engine and get where the concept of Ponzi scheme, how it got started, the individual whose name it was derived from. Do Ponzi schemes last forever? Of course not. All of you said no. How come a Ponzi scheme can't last forever? Again, your answer was correct. Because Ponzi schemes are not based on truth. They're a lie. Lies are unsustainable because they're not based on truth. Everything in this current physical reality that the system engineers have created is based on a lie. Mathematically, with statistics, we are at the end of all the lies. What does that mean? Every aspect of this reality that's based on a lie will completely collapse in the next 24 months. If a monetary system is based on lies, collapses. If academia, medical community based on lies, it collapses. If political arena, religion based on lies, it collapses. Relationships, businesses based on lies, collapses. The only thing standing 24 months from now will be truth. The wheels of the bus of this hijacked world matrix 
have already come off. The wheels of the bus have come off. So as things rapidly disintegrate, you will see great panic and concerns because anyone that has put their trust, faith, and confidence in paper and plastic in this hijacked reality that the system engineers have controlled, the rugs are going to be pulled out from under them. All the rugs are going to be pulled out from under them in the next 24 months. Who survives? Who has sustainability in the next 24 months and beyond? Only those human beings who are spiritual, who base their reality on truth, operate on the premise of love and no harm, and who have detached from the fake, false, lie, world matrix that the system engineers have created. That's who survives the next 24 months and beyond. In 1992, I threw my TV set away. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Never had alcohol, personal choice. Grew up seeing what alcohol did to families and individuals, didn't want any part of it. Never smoked a cigarette or took any drugs. I was always athletic, wanted to be healthy. So whether it was accidental or good decisions when I was younger, I made decisions where my health was in pretty good shape. Getting rid of television in 1992, huge advantage for me. And then I really started to accelerate in the summer of 2007 when I knew that the financial crisis was very serious and then it really unfolded in 2008. So that's not that long ago. All of you should know that. I tripled at minimum, tripled my acceleration to detach from this world reality, to simplify my life, to get out of debt, and cut the strings of control that this world matrix has on so many people. And I knew to focus my time and energy on the 99% that was unseen, that was spiritual, not the physical plastic and leather. And boy, did I make the right decision. So over the years, I've done hundreds and hundreds of videos and podcasts, presentations, just trying to provide general encouragement, pose questions, observations, thoughts, lines of reasoning, and communicating with individuals to see if any seeds are planted, if it got them to think or got them motivated in any way, shape, or form, to see reality the way I see it. Give them a heads up that I'm pretty sure 
what's coming is going to be very difficult in how to prepare. So here's the thing. If I'm completely wrong now or even back then, here's what I always thought. What I'm discussing, what I'm sharing with individuals in general, the videos, the conversations, the TED Talk type presentations, the public speaking, all those years that I participated. What I was saying and doing, did it cause harm or was it a no harm based platform? And the answer was it was a no harm based platform because whatever questions posed, whatever theories, thought processes, bullet points, whatever examples I gave in my life about avoiding drugs, personally not drinking, not that there's anything wrong with that in moderation, getting rid of the TV. If someone followed those examples, 20 years later, they meet me in public and they said, you know, for 20 years I've been thinking about what you said and some of the examples you had given and I applied that in my life. They could never 20 years later say it caused me great harm because it wouldn't. Not having television for 20 years is a good thing. There's no way someone can say, you know, I've been harmed for 20 years. I've gotten rid of the TV and that ruined my life. Because you can go, you're kidding. You got rid of TV 20 years ago and it ruined your life. Absolutely. You know what it did? It gave me, it gave me plenty of time. I can't stand it. I had all this time. I learned how to play musical instruments. I painted, I, did self-meditation, I grew spiritually, our family stronger. How dare you recommend not watching television? See, if I were watching television, I'd be a wreck. I'd be in, in debt. My family, I would have been divorced two or three times by now. No, that never happens. So the premise that it causes no harm, shows it's a frequency vibration that's sanctioned by counter space. When we take water and we restructure water, we use field theory physics. I get emails and messages all the time. Well, I, I got this device. Is it like this? I have it. It's like, no, you have, I don't mean to be mean. I, I respond to all the emails and text messages. That is not what I'm referring to. The type of physics and field theory and restructuring water, there is no device available on the internet to purchase. I'm not being arrogant. <laughs> or egotistical whatsoever. It, there isn't. It's not what I'm talking about at all. So there's no need to email me saying, can they buy a device or is this, it, I'm just telling you right now, it's not. But when 
water is restructured. Water responds best at the natural harmonic frequencies related to 7.83 frequencies of the nines. Nine and zero represent the north and south electromagnetic vectors of data leaving our reality going into counter space and data leaving counter space coming into our reality. So the south vector is zero and nine represents north. Zero is electromagnetic energy coming from counter space that maintains and substantiates our reality. We as conscious thought generators respond to the real natural reality. So here's an example of what that is. A natural reality is a beautiful sunrise sunset, smelling of fresh blooming flowers. swimming in pristine waterway. Lakes, ponds, oceans. Tasting of fresh fruit or playing with a domesticated uh, dog, kitten, rabbit, bird. That's interaction with nature. That's interaction with the real reality. So electromagnetic frequencies come from counter space into our reality in a south vector, which is represents zero. We respond to that if it's beauty, joy, peace, comfort, relaxation. Then that experience that consciousness, that emotion, leaves our body as a nine which is north vector returns back to counter space and then that is recorded, monitored, whatever term you want to use. So we are emitting whether we want to or not, we are emitting electromagnetic experiences. It's all recorded in real time in counter space. So every thought, action, work, or deed is not hidden from the etheric field. It's recorded by intelligence, consciousness, and counter space. So with that being said, on a daily basis, of our activities, our thoughts, our behavior, our conduct, all of which is recorded in counter space, represented by nine, the north vector, going into counter space. Zero is what's coming from counter space and we experience 
on a daily basis. What does our record look like in counterspace? As a conscious thought generator, as a little G-O-D, what do you think our report card or score is in counterspace? Are we a frequency generator that is oscillating with nature, with the divine, this Schumann resonance, based on love and no harm? If it is, longevity is in store. If it's not, what do you think the future will be? All right, well, that does it for this episode. We'll have some more guests next week on Ethereal Underground. I hope you found this enjoyable, thought-provoking. Maybe listen to it a couple times and ponder what was said, what was discussed. There are solar system dynamics that have been present for quite some time and things are coming to a crescendo. We're going to see great earth events with weather, with geology, deep from within the earth, and the mantle and the transition zones. We don't talk much about it. The data is very clear, but society in general is not in a position, unfortunately, to release the information. Most people would take it wrong and it would scare them, but these are times that most likely will never be repeated again in human history. So there must be a reason why we're here. At this point in time, I certainly don't want to blow it by chasing plastic and leather. I want to find out why we're here, what the 99% of the unseen is all about, the real reality, the spiritual, not just the physical, and certainly not fall under the influence and control of the system engineers who over and over again have displayed they are diametrically opposed to source and nature. So with that, bid everyone a good day, good evening. Get grounded. Get in touch with nature. Try to decouple as quickly as possible from this false world matrix. Don't fall into their traps. Don't become a victim. And look for ways to strive for longevity, which is harmony with nature and the oscillation frequency of love and no harm. This is TNT. 
Have a good night.